With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
What a way to spend a Friday afternoon. This reminds me of the old college days when all the classes were through and you could just relax, except we're not, we don't have anything to, well, to wet our whistle. But <laughs> you don't, but I don't. <laughs> That's true, I could see. Well, listen, let's go right to Denver, Colorado, in the Rockies, Rocky Mountain High. Colorado. And our favorite friend who started our first show with us, Catherine, amazing dines. Catherine, you out Katrina. there? Katrina! Oh, hi, everybody. I'm so excited to be here, and I was thinking about a big plate of spaghetti. Oh, that makes me cry. Oh, that oh. music just made me really want Italian food tonight. That makes song make everybody happy. Someday I'll tell you How are you doing? Aw. <laughs> Some verses of that song are under as nice as they sound. <laughs> 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 oh, it's true, good. isn't it, Catherine? That that how happy that song makes you. Oh, it just really does. You just want to get right in and do a dance and run outside and oh, it's just a great song. I love it. Now, have you been? Let me ask. Now we're on that. Let's let's follow that a little bit. Have you been to Europe? I have. What's your favorite? Have, have you been to Italy? I have, and it happens to be, well, one of my favorite places in Europe, if not hey, my most too. favorite place <laughs> in Europe. Oh, so, I just, I had loved it. The people are so nice in Italy. It's like no other country in the world. They are incredible, and the, I mean, it's just mm-hmm. magical, the whole way the countryside is, and the red-roofed houses, and Sicily is great, Sardinia, Italy, it's just fantastic. And yes, and now, so, what, what, how, how long did you spend there? Um, I was on tour with the Department of Defense, and it was a six-week tour. And we went all through <laughs> the <of> Mediterranean. <laughs> Isn't that wild? You're looking for new bases in Italy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I didn't know we had to be worried about Italy. I thought we no, were worried about other countries. No, I don't think we countries. do. <laughs> it was actually for military families, and they don't really do that uh, much anymore. Because once the, yeah. the war started, they had to send the Dallas cheerleaders to the troops, you know. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Well, listen, we have another friend of ours. from. This is a, a kind of a coastal thing here with the, the Rocky Mountain High connected by the Internet and the phone. But our great friend from Long Island, Huntington, New York. Huntington. Patricia Shee. How are you, Patricia? Hey, 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 Catherine. How are you? It's so exciting. This is like the best time ever. (laughs) A party. (laughs) Yes, it is. is. It's a Friday afternoon party. Yay. Did, Patricia, so, did you hear, well, last week you got to hear a little Lazy Mary. Can we do a little more? I get confused. Oh, I love to hear. Okay, a little bit more. Here we go. Here we go. Sit <laughs> 
as just my name, patriciashe.com. So that's P-A-T-R-I-C-I-A-S, as in Sam, H-I-H. And by the way, there are some videos on my website. Just click on the videos button. Good. Of you actually in concert? Uh, no, I don't have any live videos up there, but I should. I really should. No, they're music videos. And um, Catherine and I have worked on a music video together, haven't we? Oh, I am so excited to tell people about this because Patricia is not only an amazing artist and performer herself, but she is a graphic artist, painter, and video oh, producer. Right. I forgot about that. And she yeah. does amazing videos. And she just pulls these ideas and concepts. She's so good at conceiving of the way things could be and and full of ideas. I, I, we had the best time. I had the best time. Yeah, so did I. And so this is a mutual admiration society, if you can't tell already. <laughs> and yeah, we're like... <laughs> Well, it's again, really kind of sad. <laughs> well, you know, I I come from a different discipline because I'm, you know, most of my stuff is comedy. Though I've had it always loved, loved, just passionate about music for everything from rock and roll to jazz to classical, etc. And I just had another word to describe the both of you, and that is command. Both of you have an amazing command, and. Little did I know that when I was going to get into children's music, and everybody's got, I mean, I was a children's entertainer, and of course, you, you know, it, it, the thing I hated most about being a children's entertainer is that you had the entire audience dying. You had the parents bent over, crying, laughing about some of the antics you'd pull with the kids, etc. And they would say to you, now you're ready for this? Because you know what's coming. Oh, the kids loved you. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yes. Just both of you. Tell me what you think of that comment, both of you. I think it's wonderful. We want the kids to love us, but I also um, would I would answer that. Well, how did you like it? Oh, that's so good. You know, uh, you know. We're 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 aiming to uh, to make all the whole family happy and to have the family um, have fun and and learn something at the same time. And to bond mm. with each other, you know, when you're laughing together, when you're learning together, when you're dancing and singing together, what could be better between a parent and a child? Mm. Yeah? That's Absolutely. right. What about Catherine? What, what did you say? Uh, what do you say when they give you that? I usually line? just say, I'm so thrilled, and I hope you enjoyed it, too. Very good. You know, exactly. or something like that, just to, you know, leave it open or whatever. But you're, yeah, that's a really, it's, it's actually something that I had never really thought about on that level, Thomas. So that, it's that's almost um, that they feel that they can't admit that they had it because. It's children's music, and that, that puts some sort of a thing on it that they think, oh, the kids are like it, I can't like it, it's for kids. Oh, right. Could be time anywhere for everybody. It's so good. Could could I well, say again, something? This is ahead. a real sore point with me. Is that many people when they ask what you do? Let's say you're you're at a party and people say, "Oh, what do you do?" And I say, "Well, I'm a musician." And their eyes light up. Oh, what kind of music do you do? And I say, "I perform for kids." And then like the light goes out of their eyes. It's almost uh-huh. like they think that children's music is second rate, and that uh-huh. could be further from the truth. Not further from the truth because, and and Catherine, you jump in here too. It takes. 
a special skill set. You know, because both Catherine and I have performed for adults as well. Right, Catherine? You've yeah. done that, right? And mm-hmm. it is so different. And um, I think Catherine and I both adore the children's music world. Um, and it, it's it's not something that just anybody can do. And it's it kind of, you know, peeves me when people think of children's music as, oh, that's just kiddie stuff. You know what right. I mean? Right. Right, right. I, I remember, I, I think that's so important because I remember when I was living in Nashville and I was first asked to write for children and I took my children's songs to this publisher who I'd been working with and I'd been, you know, getting songs published for the country and pop markets. And he said, this is kid stuff. Why are you focusing on that? And I said, because I love it, and it's really <laughs> interesting to me, and it's really a niche that I think needs needs us, and it's like no credibility whatsoever. It was interesting. Well, I'm hoping that's changing, well, you know. There's a whole well, new uh-huh. kid movement. It is changing. We're going to make a change because I, as much as I was a victim of that kind of a thing my whole time, you know, it's just you knew that you were connecting with the adults, and you knew that they were as astonished if, with some of the effects I was doing, and even more so, they were laughing as as loud as the kids, and they hated to admit it. And every, you're right, everybody looks down on what I do. And and when I went and saying, oh, I'll, I'll go to see if I can find some children's entertainers, I was guilty of it myself, thinking, oh, well, you know, it, it, we entertain kids. And then when I heard you guys. First of all, you know, the words command and professional and everything else, I went, wow, this stuff is absolutely amazing. I mean, I love this stuff. And one of the first songs, we're going to play it right now, is um, when Catherine was our, one of our first guest, and we heard Hey Sam. I was blown away. Can we play it? I love Hey Sam. Here we go. Hey uh. Sam.
Yay! Yay. Oh, that's a nice song. I identify with a fam a lot. <laughs> you don't like festivals? You know, how, now, how can anyone listen to that? As shocked as I was when I heard that song, I said, listen to the, you know, the studio musicians in that thing, the voice. Uh. That you know, you might as well be at a Kenny Chesney concert, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> well, you know, don't Catherine. You think that... <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm just laughing. I'm a little embarrassed, really. Well, you know, Catherine Why? is really so, she's such a fine writer. We we do two, at least two of her songs. You know, she's like this gold mine as a songwriter. And you just Absolutely. listen to her. Yeah, you listen to her CDs and go, oh, I want to do that song. Oh, I love that song. Oh, oh, we have to record that. You know? And that's such a mark of a good, great songwriter. Oh, truly. Well, well, you without should. a doubt. You two are, are, are a little younger than me. And, you know, when I was a kid, the, the songs weren't this sophisticated. And, and you know, I think that the, the music now, the, the, the so-called the kids of music, is much more sophisticated now much more than, than Gene Autry uh, beating out the rhythm on his guitar. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, it is. It's amazing some of the production that's happening, don't you think, Patricia? Not only the production, but the writing and the, writing, know, the, yeah. the live, live it's shows. Much bigger, it's much more complicated. Yeah. It's, a, it's good music. It's, it's wonderful music. And, and, you know, when my daughter was growing up and she was little, there weren't that many you know, really high, high, high quality musicians that were touring or, or performing. So, you know, we couldn't take her to a lot of live concerts. But now, oh, my gosh, the number of quality CDs has exploded. The quality live performance, it's, it's the golden age of children's music, I think. I it is in many, many ways. When I was in the booth, Gene Autry singing a Frosty the Snowman. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the same as Hey Sam or any of the music that most of you do. Yeah. Well, it's no, true. Don't mention I think broccoli that... again. No broccoli, <laughs> no cabbage. No, please. Well, well at least thing... we have a bean. Go ahead. No, no, I didn't. Go ahead. No, no, no. Okay, so one thing that one thing that I think has been fascinating is is the introduction of early childhood learning in music. It sort of had this separation for many many years, where teachers used music in the classroom all the time, but once musicians kind of got a hold of the concept and how important music was to help develop the brain and movement came into every song as a performer, it it did explode, and it became this incredibly rich uh, area of music in which teachers can draw from, and parents. Oh, yeah. Don't you think, well, Patricia? You know, kids, that it, oh, yeah. Well, what, what, that, see, I'm, we're all educators. I know, Catherine, you, you're a keynote speaker at a lot of the conventions. Well, I have, and Patricia certainly is also. I mean, we both have done that and do it. Um, what were you going to say? Two. Well, I'm curious as yeah. to what. Go ahead, Patricia. Because what? I mean, what do you talk about? What? I mean, because it was at this pivotal point when. I mean, how did the uh, entertainers hook into this concept that you know this was such an integral part of the educational process? I think it was an evolution. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, where, you know, teachers started looking for other material and searching, 
you know, beyond row, row, row your boat and, you know, the, the little rhymy things that they had used for years. And I think they started looking outside of the box. Um, and also, I think musicians went into the classroom. Yes. Uh-huh. Do you think that? Yes, went into the classroom, went into the schools. But I mm-hmm. have to give a shout-out to one of my huge musical heroes, Pete Seeger, who just recently oh. died in January, because what he did as the god grandfather, I should say, he and Woody Guthrie of American folk music, is they they kind of showed generations of musicians that music is not just for entertainment, but it, beca- but it can be used as a tool for learning, for social change. So when mm-hmm. I started performing for adults back in the dark ages, I don't want to tell you how old I am, but I, I decided I was going to write songs that were meaningful as well. And then 28 years ago when I started performing for kids, I, it was just wow. a natural evolution that I was going to write and perform songs that had content something meaningful, mm-hmm. something important to say, um, something that could teach kids about the wider world around them. And it, you could draw a direct line from a lot of us straight to Pete Seeger. Mm-hmm. And another, wow, yeah. another mentioned, really right? wonderful sort of mainstay is Ella Jenkins. She did the same thing in a way, and she was actually, a, you know, an African-American woman making music who made a mark in the children's music area using a lot of old folk songs as well as very singable, memorable um, songs that you, you could use to teach counting or colors or concepts. She's, she's terrific also, but you're right, Patricia. And another uh, artist I would I wish that you would get on the show, Tom, is Tom mm-hmm. Chapin, who was yeah. an early hero of mine and my daughter's. Like I said, when I first started in children's music, there weren't a lot of other artists doing, you know, m- music that I was particularly interested in listening to. But Tom and Raffi and mm-hmm. a few others um, mm-hmm. were really writing extraordinary, sophisticated, funny meaningful, deep music for children. It was something very different than London Bridges or Ring Around the Rosie. You know, it was really about something, and it was teaching my daughter, you know, concepts and ideas and attitudes. And um, I hope you can get Tom on your show. That's a great idea. He would be a wonderful guest. I will reach out to him, and hopefully you can help me um, get him to come on. Uh, You know, one of the things that I... um, you know, I, I think one of the arguments we had when we developed, we talked about, oh, by the way, our call-in call in number is 347-996-3903. I'll do it one more time, 347-996-3903. One of the things that we talked about in uh, developing uh, the children's property, Beantown Pals, et cetera, was to where, where do you direct the content? Well, how do you do it? And they tried to get us to write to the preschool. I said, oh, you know, you've got to write. And I said, you know, we said, no, we'll write, we'll write as we can. I mean, we have to find out what our story is inside that we want to express and let it follow where it is. But one thing you, I, we all knew, and I think it's a truth, and maybe that's what I want to hear from both of you, is if you write down to kids, they know. Oh, oh yeah. boy, do they ever. Oh, yeah. Do they ever. So and you, you yeah. have to maintain. Go ahead. 
I don't think you ever want to write down to anybody, you know, whether they be adults or children. People Mm -hmm. might be tempted to write down to children, but, you know, you you never want to condescend ever in any kind of writing, do you? No, Never. You, you, no. No, you want to uplift, you want to, you know, especially with children, talk to them as if you were talking to another human being, you know, like, uh, you know, I, I always raise my daughter uh, talking to her as, as, as if she were an adult. I mean, not exactly, but um, so she ended up having a rather large vocabulary and, yep. you know, some pretty sophisticated attitudes and ideas at a very young age. And I firmly believe that children have a lot more capacity than we give them credit for. Absolutely. I agree with I'm, you. I'm, I want to let's hit. I want to do. I, I keep going back to two songs because it's my favorite. Let's show the world <laughs> why children's music is not something less than adult music. Let's go pick it up. What do you think, Patricia? Right. Sure. Here we go. go oh yeah. it up and throw it in the garbage. Pick it up, pick it up, everything has its place. Pick it up, pick it up, recycle or reuse it. Pick it up, pick it up, we've got to share this thing. Now when you're riding in a car and there's someone up ahead of you and they have got a great big candy bar and they're taking off the wrapper, they throw it out the window. What do you say? What could they be thinking? Pick it up, pick it up, and throw it in the garbage. Pick it up, pick it up, everything has its place. Pick it up, pick it up, recycle or reuse it. Pick it up, pick it up, we got to share this
sing it for hours after I hear it. It's so hooky. I know. It's, it's just great. All last, all last weekend into the week. Picking me up for me, I tell you. Wake up in the morning. Pick it up. Pick it up. I know. it. It's just a great song. Is that Stephen, your husband, playing? It is. You know, I get kicked off my uh, my own album sometimes because I'm, you know, not the world's best musician. But I got I got to play cowbell on that. Oh, ooh, it sounded great. <laughs> is that a, but is that your husband, Stephen, who playing on the guitar? Isn't he wonderful? Yes, he plays oh, just about everything. He plays guitar, bass, mandolin, banjo, um, anything with strings. So yeah, ah. he's, he's a hot player. Oh, he's amazing. I <laughs> where's, your, where's your slide whistle? I play the didgeridoo and I play the uh, I play the slide whistle too. I hope you have your slide whistle today. I have it, but most of the time all I can play is Deutschland, Deutschland, Uber Alice, <laughs> which nobody likes. Do you, can anymore. you really play the didgeridoo? Yes. Oh, yes. Where is it? Oh, I, I, I love that instrument. It. I'm going to. I am going to go. This, uh, Not bad for an Italian this, opera guy. First, well, first of all, you gotta. If you ladies could only see two mature. I'm going to use the word. We're both mature people. Uh, people, guys, sitting in a little condo in Portland, Maine, rocking back and forth, <laughs> weaving to pick it up. <laughs> none of us That's even looked great. at each other or talked to each other because we were so busy. Just doing that. Here, here comes the didgeridoo, ladies. Here we go. He's an okay. Italian man who likes the opera and is the maestro of the Beantown Opera House, uh, uh, playing an Australian instrument in Brooklyn, Maine. <laughs> this is a multicultural show. Yay! Yes, it is. Well, let's have a sh- have a shot. Here we go. Here we go, folks. Hang on. <laughs> You sound a little out of breath, is that right? (laughs) Such an amazing instrument. Sounds like Dan needs to eat some cabbage here. (laughs) It goes with the Bean Town theme, doesn't it? Yes, totally. That is. uh, Maybe you should change the name to, uh, you know, I don't know, Beanery Do. Well, Steve <laughs> are coming up from the coast right now, looking for Tommy and his didgeridoo. I love it. <laughs> How do you do that? Now, this is, you know, this reminds me of the old, like I said, it's Friday afternoon. It's like back in college, you know, and we're having the gals over for, you know, to visit and be talking about what we're going to do later on tonight. But, you know, let's, uh, the other thing is I dug deeper into this whole music thing, as children's music. I can't believe the number of awards you have both won. And, Catherine, you, I was looking at this week. You've won some Grammys. No, I've never won a Grammy. I've been on a couple projects that have been nominated, but I have never won a Grammy. Okay. Well, you should. And you yeah. should. How about you? Well, how about you know you, what? Uh, the, the highest award I guess I've ever won was NAPA, which is the – well, Catherine, what is it? National Association of Parenting Publications, something. Yep. Uh, which is like probably one notch below the Grammys, would you say? Wow. And I, wonder, oh, I would say it's. I'd it, say it's way above the Grammys in terms of kids' music. That's what I'd say. Ah. But you know, yeah, we they have, have this, this 
discussion yes, uh, last week about awards and how, you know, I think initially they were kind of a good thing to try to, to try to get. I mean, in, early on in my career, I think I thought it would be really great to be known as an award-winning songwriter or something. Oh. But I'm not sure that I, – I think that I, I was sort of doing it for maybe the wrong reasons then. Do you know what well, I mean? We were talking about that on, on with the other people that we know in the Children's Music Network, and I think we all agree that awards are really nice and they're, they're a nice form of validation, but I think if you're doing children's music for the right reason, your reward comes from the smiles and the hugs and the applause and the love that you get from the families and the children. I, I remember... I played at this school, and I was walking down the hall after the concert, and this little five-year-old, a kindergartner, came tearing down the hall, just top speed, and she just jumped into my arms and gave me this huge hug. Oh, love I said, it. And I just, uh, you know, we were just hugging each other, and I just said, this is the reason I do this. I mean, the, the awards are wonderful. Don't get me wrong, I love it. Um, I would love to get a Grammy. Um, sure. But, you know, but... You know, the real reason... Thank you! (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, ahead, Patricia, but the real reason... Uh, Well, just the real reason that we do this is to, you know, get into the hearts and minds of children and and families and to, you know, um, bring a lot of love, and we get so much more in return. Wouldn't you say, Catherine? I would say that's the only reason you should do it, because it obviously doesn't... (laughs) It's not extremely <laughs> lucrative. Don't do it for so the money. So you might as well do it because you absolutely love it and you're passionate about it. You know, and, and on um, that note, I mean, uh, um, money can only do so much. That money can never do what that does. That's oh, true. I agree. I totally yeah, agree. Without, I mean, hey, yeah. Mu- go ahead. Could you could you do like the Beanie Awards? Like the children, the children could like vote. like the the show, sure. Yeah, the that children could vote. That is a brilliant idea. And, and you well, know, we'll your little a- mascot, you know, they, they could be, the award could be in the shape of the mascot, and the children could, could say, oh, you know, and give out many, many of them so it's not so elitist and so, so competitive, you know. Right. Oh, you know, yeah. Catherine deserves a beanie. She definitely does. Or you know? yeah, well, you could do. You. you could even do get, jelly beans or something. Yeah, they go from, from from zero to five. So today we're going to uh, award both of you the first five <gasps> bean award. Both of you today wow. the five bean award. How you know, the awards awesome. have a string. You pull the string on the award from Bean Town, and you get the beans. <laughs> Enzo, Enzo, what do you say? Our scoochies. <laughs> oh, our Boy, Patricia, didn't, <laughs> You pick up on that quick. You didn't take long to pick up on that one. Thank you. I missed I'm that. I'm a mother. What do you expect? I'm a mother. Exactly. <laughs> well, listen, can we, we have a little fun? First of all, love to have some callers at 347-996-3903. If we could, I was hoping some of the CMN members would listen. Because this is a symposium. Yeah. This is, I mean, to anybody who doesn't, who's in the business or anybody who does anything professionally with their lives to understand what we're talking about right here is just, I mean, you don't get this kind of a conversation everywhere. And uh, so, you know, I hope everybody gets enriched by it. But can we travel over? And uh, the whole thing took on an Italian attitude. 
and um, of course the didgeridoo and everything setting up this perfectly. I've never played this on the show. This is something that another somehow Portland has come into um, into be an epicenter for the Bean. Uh, wait, not Ooh. only for Boston, but but because this is where I found Tammy Pooler, who plays Betty, and as you're going to hear from. <laughs> <laughs> we, we really we really reached on this one, so I'm going to ask forgiveness even before we begin. But I've always my my entire time as a comedian, I always stayed away from this kind of humor. But being Bean Town, it just kind of lent itself to it. So in the Italian spirit, in the Italian, in the and the Bean spirit, and everything that goes with being a Bean, uh, forgive us. But here is. Mama Faccioli's. Here we go. Well, boys and girls, this is a big evening in Beantown. Bucky and Betty have been friends for four years tonight, and they're going to Mama Faccioli's to celebrate. Let's tune in and see what happens. Well, Betty, here we are. What do you oh, think? Oh, it's so beautiful here. Yeah, it's just a romantic... I picked the most... You know, it's been four years since we've been friends. Brad, oh, Bucky, we have had some really fun times together. Yeah, you know, and, you know, there's a point when, you know, in the relationship, I realize, Betty, you know, after a little while, you know, you, either the relationship moves ahead or it kind of falls behind, but, you know, there's... And so tonight, I wanted to make it really special. Look at them. So what do you think of the candles? Oh, there's... They're really nice. Yeah, and, and Bucky, i got to tell you, thank you so much for bringing me here tonight. Well, I picked this night because this is the night, as you know, this, yep. is, a, this is the special night in Beantown where Mama Fagioli makes her spicy, extra spicy pasta fagioli. And you know what happens then? Oh, I sure do. Yeah. That's when everybody lets the wind go free. Yeah, and they, got, <laughs> and, you know, the lot, they let off steam. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. Boy, this place will be a gas in a little while. It you sure know? will. This is, a, this is like the fireworks in a restaurant. Oh, fireworks coming from the wrong end, right, Bucky? Ah, well, you know. I'll be looking in the sky tonight. Well, it's what's his beans expressing themselves as well, everybody. Just wait. Just, let's get a little quiet and see what we can hear. Oh, whoa. Wow. The fireworks are going yeah, off in whoa, this place. Boy. Yeah, well, look, listen to that guy. Wow. <laughs> hey, Betty, I tell you what, uh, you know. Uh, you try. Uh, I'll, I'll try. Okay, I'll, I'm going to, you don't mind if I go first? No. You sure you don't want to go first? Uh, oh, wait. I, I feel one coming on. Okay, you go ahead. You, oh, you go first. There it goes. Okay. Whoa. Wow. Betty, wow. Oh, I feel really good. Yeah, well, that spice is acting up on you, isn't it? Bucky, your turn. All right, let me see. Let me see what I can do here. Let me see. Now, you know, we don't get to do this often, so it's okay. No, on this once particular... a year. Yeah, once a year. Let me see. Well, what you... Here we go. Ready? Yeah. Oh, Bucky, that one sounds well, really thank good. Thank you very much, Betty. I'm pretty proud of that one I'm going to try to do a double one. You're going to try double? Yeah. All right, go ahead. You'll go, go for it, okay? Well, wow, but, that was good. Betty, it almost sounded I like a little say, bit of music added to it. Do you hear that little squeal at the end? Yeah, I did. That's, uh, that was quite a, quite a twist. Oh, uh, wait. What's that? What? Well, oh, the waiter. Yeah, he let out he, a really oh, good one. That was one. a little close, uh, pal. Well, <laughs> you know, I don't think he really had to go be that close to us when he did that, you know. Wow. Oh, gee, you really... Hey, so what do you think of the... I know this, you know, the violin sound is... It kind of mixes in well with Yeah, all because of it. it's like popping and, and hey, Betty, the violin. I got, I got something for you. You know, I know that you've been kind of hitting around, but uh, <clears throat> I already had it here under the table, so you it would be a surprise. Oh, yeah. Bucky, are you giving me my favorite... 
favorite, I know, favorite, you've been favorite around, thing in the world. I've always bracelet. wanted a friendship bracelet. I know you've been want, asking for the friendship bracelet. Now I just don't. I just want you to be prepared. You know, don't. I don't. Wait want you before to... you give it to me, Bucky. What? I got something for you. Listen what? to this. Oh. <laughs> 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 Wow. That's like silver man. You let that one grip. Boy, oh boy, I'm proud yeah. of you, Betty. You know, you, Not very often you can bring a friend out well, and, and let it rip. Yeah, well, good. This, this is good. Okay, so speaking about rip, why don't you just go ahead and rip open this. It's a little heavy. Let me get this. Okay, there you go, Betty. Just kind of... Oh, it's a little bigger it's than... It's awful big. Yeah, it's big. Bucky, that, that looks like a hubcap to a spoon. Yeah, what, well, it's a rim. What They call it a, a rim. Rim? Yeah, well, we're going to... Bucky, it, actually, you got it signatured from Randy. R- Randy the Rocket. Remember him? He was the champion oh, of the so Bean Town for years. Oh, Well, that's his rim. This is his rim to his phone race. What do I do? Hang it on my wall? No, no, we're going to make a bracelet for you out of this. How okay. are you going to do that, Bucky? Well, we got welding torches <laughs> down at the, the, the garage, and the boss has promised to help me and Batty, and we're going to do this. What's the matter, Betty? You don't look too happy. Oh, you know, and, well, it's the extra parts. We're gonna make maybe like some earrings and things, you know. Bucky, that that. Well, Bucky, yeah. I. Well, how am I gonna show my friends a friendship bracelet? It doesn't look like a friendship bracelet. It looks like you a gotta have imagination. Friendship, just, a friendship right. with Rocky. Okay, but Betty, I'm. <laughs> Just, just try to bear with me. Randy, on what's his name? Rocky Randy. Betty, Betty why don't you Rascal. just Betty, why don't you just eat more of your soup, okay? And we'll talk about this a little later. Hey, boys and girls. <laughs> well, I certainly wasn't expecting that. Were you? Boy, those beans really know how to celebrate, don't they? Hey, stay tuned. Yay! <laughs> what a gas! That was a gas! <laughs> what a gas! Mama Fudge, Mama Fudge, the most most uh, respected restaurant in all of Beantown. <laughs> oh, no kidding! The number one. <laughs> it's a very musical place. You would appreciate it. Wow. It's been a while since I heard that, and um, we recorded that only about what two miles away, I guess. And um, you know, Tammy is, has uh, the greatest voice, doesn't she? Oh, yeah, she it's just is. great. She was now. Here is here's an amazing story. Is that um, Tammy makes no mistake about telling it. She's not here to tell it, but someday she will be. She's right now busy working on her store. She has four retail stores here in Portland. But she takes pride in the fact that she grew up in a trailer park in Maine and brought herself up by her own bootstraps. But her love, she's been a very successful businesswoman, not only successful as a businesswoman, has a beautiful, longstanding, wonderful marriage, uh, two daughters, uh, a grandchild, and two more on the way. And she's it does a successful comedian, and she's, everything she touches she is superlative at. But when we connected, she started to tell me that um, I started to listen to some of her stories. And what started all of this, I, because of the beautiful age we're living in, you can just take your phone and put on the video. And I came to Maine to, to record her stories. They're so funny about her childhood and her dogs and, and uh, her pets. But she, her favorite thing to do, her first time in show business, was on stage with a little sock on her hand <laughs> doing a puppet show. <laughs> 
for the whole grammar school. I think she was in the sixth or seventh grade. And the bit she was using came from an old joke. And um, she said that the principal of the school, uh, she was talking to the puppet, said the principal of the school had a pet. And she says, oh, what is the pet? And the pet, the puppet said back to her, he has a pet skunk. And... <laughs> And here she is, a little girl on stage in a grammar school in Maine. And so she said to the thing, well, what about the smell? And the puppet said back, well, the skunk doesn't mind. (laughs) Meaning that the principal had an odor. And immediately they whisked whisked her off the stage. (laughs) That's why I like her so much. And her other thing was to, favorite thing was to play phonograph records and sing incessantly. And she wanted to be Pat Benatar. And so when we reconnected, um, after a couple of years of uh, you know, not seeing her, and she had gone to develop more businesses and left comedy, she came back, and it was, it's kind of ironic how kind of destiny is playing out. The same things that she, both of us enjoyed as kids, we love doing now, voices and, and characters, and um, just play, isn't you know? And I wanted to talk about this last show. The beauty of what musicians do is play. Oh yeah. yes, yes, that's and true. How beautiful it is to play. It's you know, true, and it's, live it's, in a society, it's right? I was just gonna say it's it seems like we're in a way many of us have lost that ability to play because everything is so structured and even games yep. that are digital games it's just it's not really it's not really playing it's vegetating in a way the way that i see it playing is being creative and running around and you know maybe that's old school but i don't know i just see that that looking at a at a video screen sort of dulls your imagination of course it does. I don't know and also, what you know, what, what it does is when you think about it, and I may be wrong on this because I've never been a gamer, there's really only one solution to advance to the next step, right? If you don't get right. that solution, if you don't master that step in that way, then you're out. So you have to learn that you have to work within the barriers, within the walls, as opposed to coloring outside the lines. Mm-hmm. Well, not only that, you need well, a contraption, like to, uh, uh, right? The radio, and it gets the kids to think a little bit. Uh, they don't have to. They don't have their eyes are bombarded with uh, uh, computer-generated graphics and explosions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Put these things mm-hmm. in your head, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I think that the devices that the the mobile devices, the uh, digital devices, and uh, video devices are all robbing children of uh, the abil- the opportunity to use their own imaginations. But if you put an instrument in their hands or you teach them to sing, music has this sort of magical power. Um, Teach them to write songs. Teach them to play songs. Teach them to dance. It has this magical power to kind of not only stimulate the mind but also the body, of of course, and the heart. So the way that I always look at it is, you know, I mean, People always say, oh, you're a musician, you know, we shouldn't have to pay you because you have fun. Well, you know, that's another issue. But but I always thought if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life, right? Absolutely. You will never work a day in your life because you're just going to wake up every morning, just can't wait to get to work, quote, unquote, right? 
And, you know, music has, and, and all, the, all the arts, I would say, not just music, has this magical ability to work its way into the hearts and minds of, of human beings. And, you know, even birds sing and, and other animals make, make music. Um, it's a universal language. So important. It's true. And, and the other thing that I think is interesting is a lot of the research on the brain shows that the entire brain as an organism, all of the hemispheres of the brain are literally lit up when people are engaged and involved in music. And it's, it's one of the only things that does that on all those levels. And even the word music, the base of the word music is an old Greek word, muse, from muse, which meant all yes. of the parts. Isn't that yes. cool? I love that. Yes, exactly. And I'm looking at, I picked out, I found these great posters about music this week that I love to put up on the screen. When, so when people do uh, put their computers on and listen to the show, they do see some good graphics. And this one I love is music is what life sounds like. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Very good. Isn't it? Isn't it? Very good. Yes. And, and, you know, that, and again, getting back to what we stumbled on, and, 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 it, and again, once you start to go out into the void, when you start to reach for the muse and the muse reaches back, this whole process evolved about doing a radio show for children and also doing those stories and we take great pride in the fact that we first ventured into those stories with sound only so that the kids uh-huh. would use their imaginations. Uh-huh. And, and uh, Tammy has a four-year-old who listens now every day. She gets in the car. She has to play. She drives him to school. She, she has to play Bucky and Betty stories. And oh, she says, of course. Well, when she, first she was disappointed. She said to me, well, he won't listen to them in the house. I said, of course he won't. And she said, "Yeah, I said he's, he wants. He kept looking for the pictures." And I said, "But I says I promise you, if you put him in the car, where he can't be running to where he knows there are visual stimulation, I says he'll listen." And that's exactly what happened. She says, "Boy, I looked back in the back, and she said he would. I could see his eyes rolling, which tells you that he's he's seeing what he's listening to. He's using his imagination." And the biggest compliment we got, she said he even, <laughs> two great compliments, he would laugh before the punchlines because he didn't want to overlap, so he didn't, so he didn't want to miss a word. And one of the days he asked, he said to, um, to Tammy, Tam, and Grammy, he said, where's Beantown? He says, I want to oh, go Oh, he did ask. Oh, I want to go to Beantown. I, I, we're in Beantown. Are we in Beantown? Well, we might be. It's in your mind. That's the beautiful place. The bean town yeah. is in your mind. And you know, the thing when Except we. Except for my house in a bean town and next to the ocean. And the, uh, well, I, our motto, and I hope to say this every show, is use your bean, trust your heart, and build your character. And I also say the other one, Tommy and I were talking about this the other day. I Follow your gut, follow your belly, follow your, your instincts, follow your intuition. Because those, like you said earlier, the part about what the music does, it not only stimulates your brain, but your whole, the vibration penetrates your whole body. Yes. Mm-hmm. So everything's mm-hmm. feeling good. When I was a yeah, younger, I was with a, a theatrical group called the Bread and a Puppet Theater. Maybe you heard of them sometime, but after every performance, they would give bread out to all the audience to remind them that uh, 
that the theater and music and all the arts are, are, are like bread. They sustain you. They are part of oh, life. Wow. You can't live without. You have to have bread to live. You have to have the arts to live as well. And so, so you have bread and puppets? They did and so you were with Bread and Puppet Theater? Oh, you do. Yes, they did China Puppets, sure. Yes, I know them. They're wonderful. You oh, know yes, them? Oh, I've them. never seen them. Oh, like they're in the uh, for a while. I loved it so much. And but so that's in Vermont, are, but, isn't it? That's that's in Glover, Vermont is where they're based. Yes. They travel back in the summer. They're all over Europe as well, where oh. more popular because of the the type of, of entertaining they do. It's uh, mime and puppetry and theater of the absurd and kabuki. Yeah. It's uh, all different kinds of theater rolled into one. It's very nice. I had such a good time with them. Amazing, uh, amazing. After every performance, passing out yeah. bread to remind you that, that the archer is important as bread to sustain life. And I, yes, I uh, they're an amazing troupe. And oh, that yes, sounds yeah. amazing. Yeah. I, I have a question, actually, about Beantown. Are are yes. like I know Enzo is a cannellini bean, correct? Yes. Are you a cannellini yes. bean? And, I, and I'm a, I'm a cannellini. See, sure, all my family are cannellini beans. I I'm I'm a I'm a soybean. You're a soybean. Uh-huh. Yes. I'm a yes. soybean, and and so I'm wondering yeah. what Catherine is. Hmm. Oh, I think I will be a pinto bean. Oh, yes. I yes. love yes. pinto beans. Yes, wonderful, wonderful. And speaking uh, to to keep the tradition of the today, we just in the studio, we had Pastor Fajoli from the Church <laughs> of the Holy Beanstalk. Ah, oh. he was doing his uh, yeah. So he's going to be on the show soon, Pastor Fagioli. and um, so we've we've got a fun thing, and he's he's going to teach people that they shouldn't have giant fears. Because oh, some of the still think that the, the giant is coming back, yeah. And so you have to use your bean and trust your heart and and build your character, and you won't be afraid of giants. No giant fears. I love it. I love that too. <laughs> love it. Yay! We, I, 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 know, I, I can't clap. Well, <laughs> something happened. I, I I have to mention this because this is the way the conversation has gone. Um, I was, by my phone being lost yesterday, whatever, I had to call Apple to try to find out where it was. And I always, I just have a, in my heart a big place for Apple because of all they've taught me in the last year. And I talked to a great guy who we, I found that we kind of traveled and kind of had parallel lives in different places at the same time, same places at the same time. And one of the things we stumbled on, this is how bizarre, you know, and wonderful life is, we started talking about puppets yesterday and we talked about somehow the conversation oh he told me that he had a friend who worked for Sesame Street and then uh, the Muppets and I said what was his name and I said he said Richard Hunt now do you either one of you know who Richard Hunt is maybe I Richard don't. Hunt was he Sounds was Big Bird. Little familiar. oh yeah, right he was Big Bird. yes right and I got to see when my we had a beautiful resource in Boston, Dean Town, and in the next town, Brookline, called the Puppet Show Place. And I was blessed to be able to take my kids to the Puppet Show Place every Saturday that I could. And they, oh. you know, I would just sit there and just, I wouldn't even look at the stage. I would look at my kids and just 
just just get into the moment about the the look in their eyes and the the way they would be drawn, the suspension of disbelief, and they would believe everything that was going on stage. Well, mm. I found out that Big Bird. Richard Hunt was coming to the puppet show place, but he couldn't be Big Bird. He had to do his own puppet show. And I was amazed. What a master uh, psychologist, child psychologist he was. He, he understood oh, wow. children. And you, you're going to love this because he showed me things in that hour or so that he was on stage that I never would have believed or understood, and I relished him. He, <laughs> he had this character who acted as the MC, and it was this goofy-looking tiger or pussycat or whatever he was. And his name was Tommy Toes. And, of course, that got all kinds of giggles from the kids because they were all trying to say, Tom, can you say Tommy Toes? And they were saying, no, it's tomato. And he would say, no, it's Tommy Toes. I like Tommy Toes. That's why I'm Tommy Toes. And so he emceed the show, and out came this classical thing of the king and the castle and the princess and the dragon. And so the king told the kids, I'm hiding from the dragon. We're hiding from the dragon because if the dragon finds us, he's going to eat us. So we're going to hide uh-huh. behind this rock. So if the dragon shows up, please don't tell the dragon where we are. And so he gets the kids. They swear. We won't tell. We won't tell. Are you sure? We won't tell. And the parents are beaming that their children are such honorable beings that they won't squeal and tell the dragon where the king and the princess are hiding. And, so the dragon, and the first thing the dragon asks is, where's the king? And every kid in the room points to the rock and screams, they're over there. <laughs> so <laughs> they turned in. They turned in the king and, and princess to be eaten by the thing. And now the, those beautiful uh, yuppie parents from Hawaii, Massachusetts are horrified. That there are demons living in their houses. <laughs> These kids, and if the communists or the police showed up at the door, they would turn their parents in in a second. Oh, so so he just exposed uh. this beautiful truth of the honesty of kids or the dishonesty of kids. Uh. So as I sat there, and I'm howling at this whole beautiful thing, and so now it's, he, he does the punch and Judy. Now, have you ever seen one of my favorite photos? It's in a restaurant in Boston. Is a punch, a, a shot. Life magazine has it of a shot of children. It's the most beautiful shot of children I've ever seen at a punch and Judy show, and all of the expressions on these little French kids' face. I don't know if you've ever seen it. If you try to Google it, it is just the, 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 some kids are screaming at the top of their lungs. Some of them just have their hands in their mouth and they're chewing and they're absorbed. Some kids will look horrified and uh, some kids are laughing hysterically. So he does this punch and Judy thing and they get to the scene, of course, they're, and now the parents are mortified that he's actually got them beating the crap out of each other with sticks and, and punching each other. And the kids are loving it. They love it. Oh, my gosh. And so it gets to the point where they said he's he's ready to throw out. I think he's already thrown Judy out the window. Uh-oh. <laughs> to the delight of the kids. And now he's got the baby in his hand. And he says, should I throw the baby out the window? What should I do with the baby? <laughs> and every kid in the audience screams, throw it out the window. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! And again, the the poor mothers are mortified to think this is in a very affluent suburb. <laughs> <laughs> the truth that those parents went home with 
they were totally demoralized in thinking that they had taught all the right virtues to their kids, and they're telling the, uh, the dragon where and how to eat the, the, the king and his daughter and how to throw so the baby funny. out the window. Oh, great I story. Great yeah, story. They, um, yeah, great stuff. So, and, you know, one of my favorite things today is to go to, to schools and speak to five, fifth graders about um, they were the same age as I was when I lost my leg, and I tell them the whole purpose of it is a program called If They Can Do It, So Can I. And what I try to tell them is no matter what the adversity that comes your way, if you look at it the right way, it only makes you tougher and stronger, and it can always be overcome. And yeah. I just learned so much. Yeah, when these kids get up and they tell me, um, you know, in fact, that one of my favorite stories is that the, I asked, it was an 11-year-old girl, when I told her that I had ridden, rode a bicycle after a doctor told me I would never ride a bicycle again, and I learned to ride the bicycle by myself, I asked the class if they had ever learned to do anything, you know, to, um, to teach, if they had ever taught themselves anything without anybody else teaching them. One little girl stood up that I taught myself how to walk. And I said, oh, I said, so you had a sickness or you had a, an accident and you just taught yourself how to walk again. And she looked at me and she said, no, man, the first time. So she should up a comedian. <laughs> but she, that little girl... The teacher and I looked at each other in shock, absolute shock, that this girl understands innate wisdom, that none of us had to learn how to walk, but that something in us tells us when it's the right time to stand up and walk. And nobody has to be taught that thing. And just like so many things in life that we figure out for ourselves because we have that power. Well, that's interesting. You, know, and you I think should both bring of that you up. Cover that in your What's that? I think I think that's interesting. You bring that up because I think that children innately love and and naturally are drawn to music and dance. You know, from very little babyhood. Uh, you know, if you put on some music, the little tiny babies will just bop up and down. And I think that's that right. what happens sometimes in our particular society, or maybe some other societies, it sort of gets stamped out in them. You know, how many times have you heard? A music teacher say, you know, uh, just just mouth the words. You you know, you, you're not really in tune. So just stand there, stand in the back of the chorus, and just mouth the words. You know, so they get the love of music, or they get thought that they can't sing, kind of burrowed into them. You know what I'm saying? That Absolutely. that 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 children, they taught themselves how to to walk, and they sing naturally and they dance naturally, and it's society sometimes that sort of, you know, presses them down. And mm-hmm. children have just this beautiful spirit. I mean, certain things do have to be, you know, put down. <laughs> certain natural mm-hmm. urges. <laughs> yeah, like throwing, like throwing babies out windows. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, yes. I relate to that. I relate. Now, all of you, you have great roots. I read your biographies, and your roots go not only, and I think this is what makes you master maestros in your own right, but your, your musical backgrounds. You were rockers. You were, you know, love jazz. You love all kinds of music. And when you do that, when you put yourself in those places, I can hear it in all of your music, this synthesis of all of these disciplines you came from. 
And I think that's what, you know, you're giving to the kids is this evolution of, of American, especially American music. Well, it, it, it's just so, it's so rich. There's so much music to draw from. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know about exactly how you were influenced early on, Patricia. Hopefully we'll find out. But, you know, I grew up listening to Barbershop Harmony and to um, Tennessee Ernie Ford blaring yeah. every day. Thanks I remember my father. He, yeah, he loves he loves old spirituals and um, and and Barbershop Harmony. And then I, I just kind of continued on from there. And I I just love all music, all music. Mm-hmm. I love rap. I really love rap. Hmm. Well, you know, let's can we play this? I I stumbled on this this week, and Tommy and I. Uh, uh, talked about this, but uh, I want to play this. This is a, get your read on this particular song. Okay, can we do this? Yeah, sure. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Come on down, you find 
fabulous. Wow. Fabulous. <laughs> Isn't it? Unbelievable. That was so cool. See, I would play that no. for kids. I exactly. Do. Now, that's what I wanted to ask you. I, I've seen Catherine perform on her video, and I, I'm, I've performed for kids many times. Could I, when I hear that song, I see a room full of kids, and I could see myself bringing in a big old sound system and blasting that song and just watching those kids take off. Yeah. Like that. Watch you. Watch yeah, I, I mean, you, it, I you use a lot of different styles of music that I like. You, you, all your songs are of different styles of music and the gospel and the rock and the, all kinds of different things. It's a, it's really I like it a lot. You're not lucky oh, yeah. to want a style. It's a good well, I think it'll sway. I think there are always things too that trends that come and go, and I think you know swing and that whole big band thing. I think it'll come back. I, I, in some in some form or fashion, don't you, Patricia? Yeah, I think uh, you know the more you can expose children to different kinds of music and different cultures' music, um, the the wider their their horizons will be. I mean, just like you want to expose them to different languages, different foods, right? Don't don't we want to expand our children rather than keep them keep them narrow? We 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 want to let them taste all the different flavors in life. And that, that's fabulous. You know, I mean, I, I so regret not growing up with jazz as a background. Oh, yeah. I I grew up with classical and Broadway. Those uh-huh. two, and, then, nice. and then later, folk. But I have very little jazz in my background. But, um, you know, I mean, that was fabulous. I love that. I mean, and that's, Steve's that's a jazzer. Isn't, isn't a jazzer? Yeah, Stephen is in, has a much wider... Um, palette than I do. I mean, everything. He, he even played in a polka band. He did? Yeah. That's and he played a bass, bass balalaika in a Russian band. And, you know, I mean, he's had quite a checkered uh, history. <laughs> that is Wonderful. cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, so I, I just wish that I had had a, a broader background. But, you know, <clears throat> it, the, times have changed a lot. And I'm just so happy that People are embracing world music and, you know, different cultures and, you know, experimenting more. I think it's wonderful. I do, too. Absolutely. I do, too. You know, and when you, uh, you, let, you were talking about barbershop just before we went into that, listen to the harmonizing. Oh, I love vocal harmonies. Aren't they great? Yeah. Yeah, and, and and you also had the spiritual, uh, spiritual music in there, that gospel flavor to that song yeah i i just i think that is just so much from that that's our roots really if you think about it exactly and and well and think of the words think of the place they're describing who wouldn't love to go to tuxedo junction (laughs) tom Tom, who are those where you dance and that was the andrew sisters ah yeah, and where you dance till till dawn. Oh gosh, you know? yes, that's a romantic era for sure. Oh, well, that's without Beantown. a doubt. That's Beantown. Exactly, Beantown, baby, that's... I agree. <clears throat> exactly. You have Beantown what... Junction. <laughs> sure, we got it. That will be the dance hall, the Beantown Junction, and we we'll... stay up yeah. in the Beantown till like ten, ten thirty every night. 
We'll have to get a group to um, take that music and parody into exactly that to the, uh, the Beantown Junction. I, and I, you know, I saw my parents dance to that music. I grew up to Perry Como and to Nat King Cole and to, oh, to right. um, Glenn Miller and to Tommy Dorsey and all of that beautiful, beautiful music. You know, and that was a yeah. time in history that it, it, it'll be the greatest thing for that to come back. I think well, that's why it's becoming esoteric today. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> this is, I, I, I can't tell you what a joy this has been for us. I, you know, it's, Me is, it, it's um, this, I never, again, when I went down this route, I never knew I'd be, taking this path with uh, you, you ladies, and it's been an absolutely fantastic show. I hope that oh, you guys thanks. have fun. Oh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. You know, it's, it's so fun when you get together and you get to talk about what we think about the world and where we're going and who we are and you and what you're pu- pulling together. It's really special. Um, it's sort of like a coffee break for an hour and an hour and fifteen minutes, don't you think, Patricia? Or a tea yeah. break? Or a uh, you know what? I I I want a permanent residence in Beantown. I, I have to move uh-huh. in, and I have to. I, I want a condo. That's I it. do too. I agree with you. I got a three-story condo, uh, three levels, right on the, the river, and the oh, yes. on the other side at the mouth of the river. The, well, you know, I, I, I tell you every week, and it comes from the bottom of my heart, and I, I can't tell you what great friends I'm making and what great friends you guys were instantly, instantly. Uh, we've just had this great connection, and you're right. I think... What comes from these, you know, what started, you know, the idea, and I think what's what's unique about what we're doing, first of all, we're letting it flow, and but we're talking, uh, and I see the show kind of taking on, you're right, we're going to have these esoteric, beautiful days when the adults are going to listen, the kids may pop in and out to hear specific parts, but I think we, it's really important to reach the adults, to tell them what they have in their children. <laughs> I think a lot of parents don't get it, that they have these amazing creatures that uh, you have to embrace them and you have to prioritize them, you have to love them, you have to hold them. You don't have them that long. You can't just take them and dump them someplace and then pick them up and dump them some other place. You, can't, you have to try to spend more than an hour a day with them you have to do constructive things. You just can't appease them at the end of the week and take them to the mall and buy something thinking that that's going to make up for all the time that you lost during the week. You really have to sacrifice whatever you think is important other than your children. Understand that this is it, that it's all uh-huh. about your kids. Well, we can never, never, them. never. Uh, that, oh, I mean, one of the things that is sad is if any adult forgets what it was like to be a child and growing up. And one of the things that Catherine can corroborate this or not that um, is so joyful with those of us in children's music is that we get to stay kids. We get to play with kids every day. We get to sing and dance like kids. And, you know, my my sister once said to me, she, she really, you know, I love to wear sparkly things. She just looked at me in kind of disgust and said, Patricia, you are not three years old. 
<laughs> and, I just, I, and I just looked at her and I said, well, maybe five, you know. <laughs> I don't want to ever forget. I don't want to ever well, forget what it's like to be a kid. That's I right. You know, I, I saw, I was so nine crazy. or ten years old, and very rarely were we allowed to stay up past eight o'clock, and we lived in the inner city in Boston, and we didn't have much, and we had this old living room set, and we had that black and white TV, and this one night I was allowed, told that something special was going to be on, and it was Mary Martin playing live from Broadway, Peter Pan. Sure. Uh-huh. And I got to see that, and I wasn't into that more than 15 minutes, and I said at the age of 10, that's it. That's <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I want you want to be Mary Martin? I said, great. I want to be Peter Pan, oh, and I want to oh. play for the rest of my life, and oh, I want to play with the you, Lost Boys. And Go here ahead. you are. And here I am. And you are. Lost the Boys you still. Are. The mayor oh, yes, of Beantown. Yes. Well, That's can we it. sign off with a? We're going to honor uh, to both. You must know Joni Leeds. Do you both know Joni? Oh yeah, yeah. She's a she's a New I'm, York gal like me, and she's yeah. a, a new CMN member. And she's yeah, great. Oh yeah. And I I I with you. I mean, I just we just had a wonderful time with her, and that's his. The genius, you know, for all of the things that are wrong with technology, we're discovering all the things that are right with technology, that we can connect through the Internet with you in Denver, with Long Island, with with Joni in New York, and it's like, you know, we're all neighbors now. Isn't that amazing? It is really amazing. Neighbors and friends, we would have never found each other, and we have this global reach, and hopefully that we start to pick up more and more listeners. By the way, I have to tell you, both of you, your, when we do your shows, n- not only do they do well that day, but as they grow. So something's happening. People are sharing these shows. Yay. And I, think the number- I think a lot of it's you, Thomas, you and Enzo, and what you bring. You have so much heart, both of you, and it, it shines through, don't you think, Patricia? Truly, truly. It's really well, it's all. This is special. Well, thank you. Can we? We're going to sign off with uh, Joni Leeds. I love this song, Bandwagon. Do you know it? Uh, maybe. Oh, yes, I do. I do know it. I couldn't okay. sing it, but I, I, I've heard it. I think it's fitting today on what we've done here. And I, again, I, I got goose, ah, goosebumps. I could have played goops, goosebumps because I'm getting them, Catherine. I got the goosebumps. But, uh, okay, we're going to sign off, and we're going to thank you so much. And we can do it again sometime? Yeah. Oh, you. Love thank you, guys. You, God bless you. Thank you. Have a thank great you, weekend. Bye-bye. You too. Right, thank you. Bye-bye. Arrivederci. Bye. Okay. <laughs> one, two, one, two, three. Get up, get on the bandwagon. Just get up, get up on it. Get up, get on the bandwagon. Get up, get up on it. Get up, get on the bandwagon. Get up, get on the bandwagon. Get up, get on the bandwagon. Just get up, get up on it. Well, I brought my voice today. Get up, get up on it. Well, I'm gonna make some noise today. Get up, get up on it. Get up, get on the bandwagon. Just get up, get up on it. Get up, get on the bandwagon, just get up, get up on it. Get up, get on the 
Lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.